Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Um, hey guys, we're what? back again. We're back for shame part, part two, two. <laughs> because nothing says happy holidays. <laughs> like talking about shame and guilt. Um, actually, that's so true. Honestly, because that's when I feel it the most. Yeah. I feel. Um, especially around Christmas. So we had said we were going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, again last week because you had another article and then. When we posted it. Oh, man. Out of the woodwork, people came. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember Lauren? Mm -hmm. um, TKO from our uh, series that we talked about, Black Lives Matter. Um, I think she was our first one that we had on. She had commented uh, that... Oh, my God. Here it is. I feel guilty already. I feel shame already. One of two things. One, I pronounced her last name incorrectly after she had already told it to me. Uh. Um, immediately, like we were talking beforehand. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to be introduced as? And then um, they, that's the other thing. I'm pretty uh, sure yes. their pronoun is they, them, their. Yeah. I don't believe that they identify as male or female. Yeah. And I just continued to call oh. she. And it's now I feel so guilty, but I'm not going to cut this out. And I'm Good. not going to... Um, tell Shane to start it over or something. My mouth is salivating because <laughs> no, that's important. Something that they posted on our uh, sorry, my throat just did this weird like <laughs> gurgle thing. Like a, I almost said that a was rabbit. my anxiety gremlin in my <laughs> it's throat. A frog. <laughs> yeah, um, they commented on it and 
or like Brene Brown has this book mm-hmm. um, and she is awesome with shame and guilt. Like if you are going to talk about shame and guilt, this is who you need to look at. So I went and looked up. She has a couple TED Talks. Yeah. And a couple books, right? We didn't get the mm-hmm. books, but mm-hmm. I know um, Allie uh, tagged me in a bunch of things for her. And she was like, this is cool for the podcast. And I was like, girl, we oh, are Oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, Brene Brown also has her own um, podcast. podcast as well. Yeah. So if you're like me and don't read, <laughs> go listen. It's not that I can't read or don't <laughs> desire to read. It's, it listen. It's a time thing. That, it's a time thing for me. And if you are like, I'm somebody who really, really enjoys reading. Mm-hmm. But if it is something I'm not passionate or interested mm-hmm. in, it is physically hard for me to read. See, like, I, I will am read super th- interested. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'll read something five times and then be like, I don't know what that says. (laughs) Well, that's my problem is I do that, but I'm tired. Yeah. So because I'm tired, I can't focus enough on what I'm reading. (laughs) And then I feel like I don't have the energy that this deserves for me to give. And like, you're not going to read in the middle of the day. You have two small children. Sometimes I can't even do it at night because he screams in my face. (laughs) Like, hello, pay attention to me. And I'm like, I've read your book to you four times in a row. Let me have my time. And it's called Dad is a Superhero and I'm getting a complex. (laughs) Okay? Because mom needs a freaking break. (laughs) Right. Mom feels a little bit like a superhero as well. Okay? But her first TED Talk was about vulnerability. And then she talked about shame. And the reason I wanted to keep that beginning part in where I misgendered Lauren is because she talks about in shame, you have to, the only way to like confront shame is discomfort. Yeah. And like you have to be vulnerable enough to admit like I messed up. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how there was a call to action around the world with the whole discussion about race and how we can't tackle that without shame, without acknowledging privilege, without acknowledging we mess up sometimes when we speak. Yes. Especially if you're somebody who's grown up and that's not been a, like, obviously we didn't grow up with that as like a center of, I don't know, just any of it. It's all kind of new that we've been messing up this long. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's not our fault, first of all, but now if you continue to do it, right. knowing what's right and what's wrong, it is your fault. Right. Then you're doing it on purpose. Right. And so, you're going to fuck up with everything mm-hmm. in life. So just like we said, whenever you mess up, when you yell at your kids on accident, when you have an, uh, you yeah. know, an overload, just n- admitting you're wrong and then fi- actively fixing it right. is, makes you a better person. She kind of talks about that a little bit. Really? Guys... Here's the thing. Jerry watched these and I didn't, by the way. Well, I'm, it's not even that. It's that I'm, I took the lead because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about these videos. So I was like, hey, I'm going to watch the videos. I'm going to take notes. When I take notes, it looks like, <laughs> honestly, I don't even know how to decipher these. I've already <laughs> flipped to page two on the back to address something so like none of this shit's in order (laughs) none of it is in complete sentences i'm this is basically like bullet points where i'm just looking and i'm like oh that's uh something i want to say yeah (laughs) um so if this is all over the place and jumbled it's because it's coming from my head and that's okay because we're all having a rough time (laughs) so it's fine (laughs) yeah um 
so she talks about um also i just want to say that we are always all over the place that's <laughs> true nothing that's new. kind of the point of it. <laughs> yeah. we, that was very important people to like us it. <laughs> in naming ourselves that people knew that this was not going to be a straight line no um so she talked about how she believes that if children are parented differently mm-hmm. Than we're parented or that our parents were parented that we'll see like a huge amount of progress in the world yeah. because there's this idea that people are born perfect yeah. and it is our job as parents to keep them perfect. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't perfect, then we screwed up yep. and then it's hard not to show your kid. I feel like I screwed up because you're screwing up. Yeah. 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 And she was saying, like, it's not our job to keep them perfect. It's to acknowledge that they are wired imperfectly. Yes. And that they are still worthy of love yeah. despite that. And oh, I, I love that. Ooh, to hear that, yeah. I was like, I need that for me, Brene. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you're talking to me right now because right. I love that. I feel like I want her to give me a like a hug yes. and be like, you are worthy of love. Oh, I want, I'm listening to her podcast. <laughs> Turn this off and go listen to hers. Don't listen no. to us. I'm just regurgitating <laughs> shit she said. But that's so nice to hear. Yeah. That is, we were talking a little bit about that. I won't tell you guys why. <laughs> but me and Jerry have had talks before about um, parental love being unconditional. And mm-hmm. what I don't think that people, you hear that and you're like, yeah, of course, I unconditionally love my child. But what that means is you do not put any conditions on that love. And right. like, that means if your child is messing up and they will, um, you can't you basically can't turn your back on them when they start messing up yeah. and be like, well, I only love you if you're doing well. I'm, I only love you if you're right. what I want you to be. And sometimes I don't know that parents know that that's happening. I don't think they do. I don't think because I'll check myself and, and I think it starts like when you're at the store and your kid yes. is screaming and you try and quiet that kid mm-hmm. because that kid is embarrassing you. Yes. That, because Now it's making you look bad. Because it's making you look bad. And yep. so you feel embarrassment. You feel shame as a parent. Yes. I don't have to worry about that because we don't go to grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's so nice. But, you know, I think about... I think about who I am as a person, and we kind of talked about last week that I don't experience a lot of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And I and what that makes me think of is I used to go grocery shopping with my mom every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'd have breakfast with my grandma at the mill at Bueller's, which is a restaurant inside the grocery store. And then we would go grocery shopping. And I would dance and sing <laughs> up and down the aisle yeah. like an absolute idiot. And my mom wouldn't even blink. (laughs) Just be like, this is another normal Saturday. (laughs) I would be next to the cart, just like, I can't even explain the the type of dancing. Full on choreographing routines (laughs) in the cereal aisle. And she'd be like, do you want Lucky Charms or Frosted Flakes? (laughs) Oh, you want Cap'n Crunch? Toss it in there. And I'd be like... Kobe and I toss it in and she's like okay we're, we're gonna go get bread now and but she wouldn't react right and so because she didn't react to me being a fool I didn't feel like a fool yeah and so that wasn't an area of embarrassment for me yeah 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 I had other areas of embarrassment <laughs> right. and I still have other areas of embarrassment but that was not one of them yeah so I didn't realize until just this moment that as a kid 
because she would let me wear absolutely whatever I wanted to wear and not question it. Yep. And act like a fool in public and not question it. <laughs> it didn't bother me. Yeah. Well, that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, I, I sure did get... I don't think it was from... I never did anything like that. I don't know where my embarrassment came from, but I do no, remember. My mom is also the type of person to get on a speaker and dance like crazy herself. That, so she, she really does. <laughs> she, she is a queen. But I remember going to the mall and there would be certain people who were like the popular kids mm-hmm. and I'd be like, mom, mom, we can't go over here because so-and-so hears, I almost said his name. So-and-so, so-and-so knows I exist in the same town. And my mom still brings that up. She's like, remember when we couldn't even go to the mall because you were afraid that mm-hmm, yeah. would be see you and i was like mom don't freaking say that (laughs) he can hear you i used to in the house i used to intentionally go up and be like hey no but i'm not gonna notice you first you're gonna notice me first i am having an anxiety attack (laughs) just talking about it i'm not a young kid anymore (laughs) but that's how i would feel going to the mall and it was nothing she did or nothing that i it was like I don't know. I was just embarrassed about existing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. It's really sad. That's so sad. Well, I think it's because I got made fun of a lot yeah. by outside people. So my shame came from just existing. <laughs> That's sad. Like, it is. It, well, it's so sad. <laughs> and um, I'm laughing because I'm hurting. <laughs> And that's okay. I want that to be the title. <laughs> it totally can be. Um, I, I think we told you guys where the name of this came from. But like when I was a baby, mm-hmm. they used to. I used to stand on the porch, and they'd be like, "Go ahead, Jerry," and I would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, presenting me." Yeah. And they used to like clap, and they thought it was the cutest thing that I loved attention. Yeah. And then the older I got, um, that became a bad thing yeah. that I liked attention that I liked why and do we do that I don't know that makes me furious yeah I, it's I like you're not allowed to be a because, kid anymore yeah well and I've called adults out who are like look at her she really must like attention and I'm like so fucking what mm-hmm. so what if she needs attention who why is that hurting you and here's the thing it's not that I need attention or that I needed attention it's that when I stood on the porch mm-hmm. And I did whatever the hell I was doing. Yeah. Everyone was happy. You were you were performing. Yes. And so That's not now, a bad thing. But it became a bad I thing. Know. So there's this weird complex of like I at my core <laughs> love to make people smile, love to make people happy, love to use whatever I have yeah. to change the the course of someone's mood. I just did it today. Yeah. Um, but then when I got older, it became, oh, you're, you love attention. Everything has to be about you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jerry's this, Jerry's that. And, and it made me then feel like I should be ashamed of of being the center of attention. I should not instantly became a bad phrase. You're the center of attention. You have to be the center of attention. So fucking what? Someone should be. (laughs) (laughs) Then where's our attention? (laughs) It was hard for me to be like, okay, do I... do people are not are people not happy now? Right when I when I make jokes and when I Does when I seem like I'm choreograph <laughs> dances. Am right. I not good at these things? And so yeah. I find myself even now. The whole reason I wanted to do this with you mm-hmm. was because I felt like you and I could have these conversations mm-hmm. and could 
reach people who were feeling alienated, who were stuck in their heads, not having anyone to have these conversations with and could feel a part of it and be like, oh my God, me. Yeah. Thank you. I feel that I'm releasing that. And I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I feel like every so often there's this little voice in my head saying, I know what it's going to be. No one cares. Yep. (laughs) no one gives a shit yeah who the fuck are you right who are you like that you're so important that people want to hear you speak for an hour she brings that up when i say i'm all over the place this is where it is (laughs) she says um shame has two main things like presents itself in two main ways the first one being you're never good enough yeah and the second one being who do you think you are Mm -hmm. and those are both me all the time Truly. Yeah. Like, and who do you think you are? I have found myself not doing things mm-hmm. because of the, both of those. Because who do you think you are? Like, when I was going to leave teaching to own my own business and yeah. be a photographer, be self-employed, the voice of who do you think you are, Constantly. you're not good enough, yeah. was just on a loop in my head. Who do you think you are that people are going to want to choose you yeah. for the most important day of their life? Yeah. And that you what you get to work for yourself you get to be your own boss who do you think you are yeah yeah yeah, right and it kept me afraid to make the jump and the only reason I felt comfortable enough was Shane kept telling me you can do it you are doing it I love that isn't it so nice when you have someone that that's how I thought about going back to college because I was like who the fuck do I think I am that I'm going to that you know whatever if right. I go and get a degree and then try to become so because in my head right now I'm like you're not smart enough to be that but all of those people weren't either that's literally what yes. college is for yes <laughs> that's the whole point of it is to learn right so I'm going to be that smart once I learn right. it right but in my head I'm like who do you think you are that I you- didn't realize that was shame yeah uh, same until freaking Brene Brown I know she's really helpful hit me with some real zingers but that's I had Corey to be like, Sierra, I never, when, could you picture me in high school being a nurse? Because right. I, w- the only reason I am is because I literally did it. Right. I went to school and I passed the test and I did it. And right. now I am. And other than that, I would, and no offense to him, but that's not what I would have pictured for him when right. he was in high school, but he worked his ass off and he's smart enough and he did it. Right. He's smart enough because he learned. That's it. That's all it takes. It's just learning. And I don't want to say that Shane's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I had a really great group of people in my life who were encouraging me, were sending me business, being like, hey, I'm booked this day. Go to Jerry. And I was like, you think that, like, I'm the next in line behind you? Yeah. I get to to take him? That's that's how I feel about... um, when I was in high school, there was a bunch of people when I got out of the high school, I was like, I want to do psychology and I think I could be a therapist. Like, I yeah. love that and yeah. whatever. And I just think I could be that for people. And everybody was like, Sierra, first of all, you have to get your master's degree. <laughs> and it's so much schooling. Do you really know you want to be in school for 10 years? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The one person who has said this from day one has been my mom. She's like, Sierra, you need to be a therapist. And even when I was yeah. going to school for other things, she was like, oh. I really wish you would have gone for psychology because I just feel like it's your calling. Yeah. And so when I called her and told her, she was like, the only thing she said, she was like, well, yeah, like, that was <laughs> it's it. about like, damn finally, time. not any other thing of like, well, are you sure it's here? You've done three other things. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure this is the one? She was just like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, 
And that was the one thing that made me feel like, oh, why am I even in my own head thinking like there are so many people out there that are like, well, yeah, obviously that's right. what you should do. Right. Where are we going? <laughs> I don't I just we're talking <laughs> about all of all of these things because I want to even talk about how strange it is that now that I feel like I am in my calling and doing my calling mm-hmm. that I still am ashamed of it. Yeah. And it's because she talks about societal norms mm. as well and how oh, I hate societal those norms. are like a source of shame for people. It's the worst. It's the worst. And I think mine is because it's a creative yes. job. Yeah. It's so, not a nine to five. Right. You don't have a normal nine to five. You don't clock in and clock out at mm-hmm. a certain time and you don't have, sorry, I'm going to the office. Right. And that is literally, if you're in America, that's the type of job you need to have. And if you right. don't, you have a, you're like, oh, look at her, eccentric, different job. Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> unless you're like a doctor what a, what or a free an, spirit yeah and then i'm like hey i'm making and when i was serving mm-hmm. there were nights that i was making as much or more than my nurse boyfriend yeah <laughs> like literally and i'm like people still are saying when do you think you're gonna try to get a real job right bitch <laughs> um this is a real job who who's viewed as essential workers thank right you now? thank you and who are you saying you miss the movies, the theater, I can't concerts, wait to go out to eat. all of those things yeah. that you're missing, I hope you now see are a they core. Don't. I know are a core <laughs> but part they of you. The people yeah. who are listening to us do. They're they like, do. We, we don't have to tell them. No, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, they know. There's, there was a person I got into a Facebook fight. <laughs> I knew you were gonna. If you weren't gonna bring this up, I was gonna bring this up. So here's the thing: Sierra is normally the keyboard warrior. I'm really good at it. But <laughs> one time, there's a girl. My mom also told me that I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> She's like, "You're just really good at arguing." <laughs> Why is that the go-to? I don't know. Why can't everyone just be? You know what? That's a society thing. Hold on, I'm gonna get to that. It is, but, but so sidetrack before I tell you this other story is that I was on Facebook once and a girl we graduated with had posted something. She um, is a part of the LGBTQ plus community Mm -hmm. and when some of the legislation was coming out um, and Trump was just being absolutely um, what's the word I want to use? Prejudice? Yeah. Disgusting um, (laughs) against that community. Yeah. Um, she had made a post about it. And at this time, this was before I was vocal, this was before the podcast, this was before anything, I commented, this big, long comment, about how I agreed with her and how I was so supportive of her and how I hate that this was happening and I wish there was more that we could do. And I went on and on. And then instead of hitting comment, I cut it and I pasted it in a private message to her. Oh, and this she, is not where I thought you were going, by the way, but go on. Oh, no, I'll get to the other one. Okay. She basically sent me a middle finger inwards. <gasps> oh, I remember this. And was like, hey, your silence in public yes. says more than your private activism. Yes. So if you're going to be an ally in the shadows, like it means absolutely nothing to me. Yep. And I, I was like, you're I... right. Yep. So instead, I made my own post because not only do I want her friends on her Facebook to see it, I want my people to see it. Yep. I I posted what I said to her privately and I added the fact that I was stupid for thinking that me being quiet about it and, and messaging her privately meant anything. Right. I didn't do shit. Right. Um 
and I shared her post because in that moment I thought I don't I don't know enough to speak on this and I don't want to do more damage to a movement yeah then which is the exact same thing we were talking about when we were mentioning the Black Lives Matter we yes. we were like afraid to even speak about it at first because we're like oh we don't want to seem like those girls that are just hopping on the you we know. didn't want to do that but we also didn't want to say something ignorant exactly that because we were uninformed we were, and do damage we were both very much like hey we don't know we're still very much learning but right. like we have to undo a lot of Right. Things that we grew up learning. But we want to do it. If we're going to f- fail at this, we want to try and we want to do yeah. it in the light. Oh, we don't for wanna, sure. I would... We're bringing back the light in the dark yes. analogy. <laughs> yes. So anyway, ever since then, I have decided if I see something that I am just in my gut upset with on Facebook. It really warms my heart when I see <laughs> you do it because I'm like, hey, there's my girl. <laughs> I I have to talk. I have to address it now because she opened my eyes to the fact that me just having feelings alone in my house in my privilege does Does nothing nothing. for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So this person was um, talking about Kamala Harris and she was addressing sex work. Mm -hmm. And I had some feelings. (laughs) If you guys forget, because I've just derailed us so far, I'm talking about why I feel ashamed about being a photographer. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. So It's funny because I know all of these stories, so I know exactly where you're going with them. But I forget that we have an audience. Hey, um, you what the fuck are we talking? We're on this road, and I feel very far from the destination. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna we make a U-turn. We are getting there. So, she makes this post where she is degrading Kamala Harris and degrading sex workers and all these things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, boop boop, nope. nope. <laughs> so I start eloquently explaining a different viewpoint, yeah. which I truly believe was respectful. Proof, someone messaged me to thank me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all. She was an older woman. She was. She was, was like amazing. Six in her sixties. Yeah. And I was like, we can be best friends. We anyway. Yeah. So this person in the comments was telling me that even though she believed my heart was in the right place, that I didn't know anything and that life is more than talking with my friend in a bathtub <laughs> and taking, taking pretty, pretty pictures. pictures. And I, oh my God, I think, have you ever seen those old cartoons where like steam literally comes out of people's heads? That was, I know what that feels like. You, did you Marco Polo? I think you Marco Poloed me and I was instantly I was like swinging in my kitchen alone. (laughs) I'm in my car in the Starbucks line like, who bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Who I fight? (laughs) I was so so mad. Here's the thing. I'm first of all, I'm offended because I was the friend in the bathtub. <laughs> Fuck you. And first of all, cousin. Yeah. I was in we're the bathtub with my family. Okay. <laughs> we were two grown adult cousins <laughs> together in a bathtub. Fuck off. Uh, not even that wasn't even the part I was ashamed of. <laughs> well, that's the part that I was offended about. So the reason I was ashamed is because this person just made me feel like 
super small. I wasn't. Yeah. She made me feel small. Yeah. She made me feel like in order for me to have an educated, well-informed mm-hmm. opinion. You need to have a real job. Yep. I oh. needed to have a real job. Oh, I know. That's how people used to talk to me when I was serving. And they'd be like, that's cute. But when you get a real job, which I'm like, oh, so if I sit at a desk from nine to five and don't do any outside research on uh-huh. my own, then you'll take my my words mm-hmm. and my opinions more seriously. If I give myself a title and yeah. wear some clothes that are significantly more uncomfortable. <laughs> so ridiculous. Why do we do that? I don't know. As a I society, don't know. why do we do that? But I had to hit her with the, I have a bachelor's in education. I worked in low-income mm-hmm. schools for five years. I have bought children who don't have clothes, clothes. I bought them hygiene products. I, I sat and had meetings with their parents about drug addiction. I've I've had children who were sexually abused. I've and I went down the line like, listen, lady, you know don't know me. I yeah. am a state licensed intervention specialist. I think that's but the worst part need. too is that she doesn't know you. So for no. her to just assume because of what your Facebook shows that that's who you are as a person yes. is ridiculous. But I shouldn't need to rattle off a resume for you, you to take what I'm saying seriously. Yes, yes. for yes. me to be worthy. Yes, agreed. Of my words having valid because i don't have any of those things and i think the same shit you think (laughs) we were on the same fucking page but that's the thing is i don't i shouldn't have to i hate that i feel that way credentials i should for you to take me seriously right i shouldn't need credentials and and i hate that it makes me feel small i hate that your career which is a huge like you were telling me i'm proud of it you were like I am not a, just a, a take pretty pictures. I am a businesswoman. Like right. I have my own. That's business. hard for me to say. I know, but you are. Yeah, and I am unemployed, <laughs> <laughs> but I still feel like I'm worthy of a good. Of, yeah, you know what I mean. Like shit, what we do for a living with our bodies. Yeah. That's, I could go on a whole rant with <laughs> sex work too with that, but it's fine. Right. But what you do with your body. To make money, whether that's sit at a desk, whether that's walk around and wait tables, whether mm-hmm. that's take pretty pictures, yeah. whether that's whatever, does not, it literally has nothing to do with who you are as a person, right. I don't think. Right. And I think what you were going to say earlier, which I want to comment on, is when somebody's good at something, this is a capitalism thing that we do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going off. This is not what please, we're talking about. Please, please get on top of your soapbox. <sighs> here we go. Let me get up preach. here. This is what we have done in a capitalist society. Anything that you are good at, people want you to make money off of it. Right. You can't just be creative and, oh, you, Sierra, you crochet or whatever. Now you got to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sierra, you're good at arguing. Now you got to be a lawyer. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like anything that you might be good at, somebody wants to put a price tag on it. Right. Well, if you're not, I mean, then you're not good at it. If you can't make money off of it, then what are you even doing it for? Right. Which is like, then Shane people still don't feels have... guilty that he went to school and spent an absurd amount of money <laughs> um, on his recording degree. Yeah. He had, like, if you guys don't know, our producer. Yeah. See? <laughs> I'm sleeping with our producer. <laughs> um, oh my God, she's sleeping her way to the top. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> he was producing absolutely nothing, and I was just on the street talking, and he was like, I've got a show for you. <laughs> You want to get married and have, have some babies? <laughs> Birth my children? <laughs> um, no, he got a degree in, he's a recording engineer. Mm-hmm. So like he has a degree in being able to produce music. Yeah. And he doesn't use it other than 
for our podcast and when we make music together. And... I'm sure right there, that's a shame guilt thing for yep. him. Yep. Oh, I, I know. Oh my gosh, I, I can't th- tell you how many like, times that's brought up. I have like three de- or two, at least two degree, not degrees, but I have a license. Um, and then I finished school for another thing. Mm-hmm. Two completed school things. One of them has a license. One of them I just completed schooling for. Right. Um, and I didn't do any, anything with either one, but I, and I have so much shame and guilt for that, but for why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like either way, I fucking learned something. Yeah. Like I have skills yeah. now. Shane has skills. Right. That he, that's. Oh my God, you're Sims. Oh my God. <laughs> I just changed what I wanted to do after yeah. I got all my skills. <laughs> yeah. I got my skills to 10. <laughs> yes. And now I want to change what I'm doing. Cause then what do you do with yeah. it after that? You die? <laughs> yes. you remember we that all is, die we all die <laughs> nothing matters it really doesn't so if you want to change what you want to do 40 different times who cares <laughs> honestly but like they're gonna wipe out student debt anyway, so i freaking, I hope. freaking hope so too but you you have to get to the point where you don't care i know and because that's really, really hard. i'm not there and it's really hard i even within my business, don't feel worthy enough to call myself a businesswoman, but I am. I It was hard for me to call myself a professional esthetician, but right. I literally am a professional. Yeah. I have my license in aesthetics, like right. advanced aesthetics. Right. So I am quite literally a professional, but right. because I haven't done it for 10 years, I for some reason think that I can't call myself that. I can't give people can't. skin advice, but I absolutely can. <laughs> I, I have all of the training. Yes. I literally went to school. I passed the test. Like I did it. That's a you, That's a shame thing. That is that's a, a shame little thing. shame gremlin inside of you that's I saying that. I hate my because shame if gremlin. So- <laughs> if someone else... Came someone to else, you, right, and I'd said, like, "Hey, oh, okay. I'm a licensed esthetician." It's a really hard word to say. <laughs> it is, and gave you advice. You'd be like, "Oh, tight, absolutely. You said you're a professional." Yes, I'm taking your word for word. Yes, I'm taking your, <laughs> your word, word for word. I'm taking your words as words. <laughs> they're, they're good words, great words, the best the words. Best. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. Now I see oh. why he does it. <laughs> Tremendous words. Hold on, real quick. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them. For a period of time, and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it, and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month 
That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code Tangents20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh. <laughs> what's going on uh i think i'd agree yeah and that's why we're excited to tell you about flex if you want a period product that looks out for your body your lifestyle and the planet you've got to try flex there's the flex disc which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body it's not a cup and it's better than a tampon it's unlike any period product you've ever seen before one flex disc can be worn for up to 12 hours and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess free period sex. Yes, my white sheets <laughs> love that for me. <laughs> flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So, they are planet friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons. I really, truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. <laughs> yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe, and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash tangents. Oh, no, I lost my thought. Okay, sorry. Back to what we were saying. Oh, but yeah, I don't know why we do that to ourselves. It's very and frustrating like, that we live I, in a society where that's a societal thing. Oh, yeah. I took a sociology class. <laughs> 
one, but I feel like I know. Uh, that is a society thing that we do. Pressures are put yeah. on us. And again, it's a societal norm to have and, a nine to five. And if oh, you don't, yeah. then you are somehow outside of the norm and that's bad. And you Which know, is weird. People don't even have to say it directly to me yeah. for me to assume that they group me in yep. with that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't have to hear someone say, Jerry, you you don't have a real job. You're not a real business owner. Mm-hmm. For me to think because you view other artists, other creatives as less than, in my head, you group me in there. Yep. I don't have to hear anyone attack me personally for me to take on the those societal norms yeah if that makes sense yeah it, it's very it's so frustrating it's yeah. like i said i made insane money when i was serving i was i had my own apartment and i was a single mom like yeah, paying bands for were everything making her dance. bands were making me <laughs> dance but <laughs> i literally was bartending and serving and making as much money like i said as people who had more money than right. people who have Real jobs, and I had right. no debts at that point. And still, every time, like I'd go to family things, they'd be like, "So, what's the next step?" Like, basically, yeah. like, "What are you gonna do next?" This isn't your end goal, so like, right. what is? And for some reason, I it was like a box this small. Now, I hate it serving. Yeah, that should be the reason, right? That that absolutely. wasn't that that wasn't a like a career goal. But if I loved it. Fucking absolutely I would have done that for right. the rest of my life. There's is there no, retirement? The, no. no. Who cares? But you can buy private. You can put. Yes. There are multiple. My friend who was a server and still is. She's very good at it. And she enjoys doing it. Right. It's something that she likes to do because she has a new baby now. And so it gives her flexibility. And right. let me tell you something. As a new mom, there it's such a good job because yeah. your, your schedule is so flexible. It's uh-huh. amazing. You can get people to pick up shifts like that. It's great. Right. But um, she has like a financial advisor and he has her in all these things, money that she puts in every month for a retirement plan right. and a 401k. Like she, you can yeah, there get are insurance and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But people still will put you in like, well, what are you going to do for right. for the rest of your life? <laughs> And again, serving is. Horrible. I'm so sorry that you just had to watch me <laughs> give birth to myself. It was I really... tried to take my sweatshirt off because I'm absolutely sweating, and it was and I got stuck. Her face had a hard time. I just, I don't know how you kept going. I couldn't look at you for a minute. I had to look down at the blanket. Oh my god. Oh. But yeah, even if it's what somebody wants, it, it is tough on your body. But what is it like? Right. You're not supposed to sit for. Nine hours a day. Photography is not easy on this body. I'll I tell you what. D- the oh. amount of gear that I have to carry when I'm shooting, yeah. I am like a pack mule. <laughs> it is a lot. And my I am wrecked. running. Yeah. Well, you're wrecked. running around too. Oh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Squatting. I don't even recognize like the <laughs> positions my body gets into. Yeah. And not to mention, like when I'm editing sitting at a desk is not easy mm-hmm. and I'm having to do it in between raising two kids mm-hmm. so like it's a lot and not not only that but in other avenues of work people are not expected to do everything yeah I keep my own books yes not well I <laughs> I create my own website yeah I run my books I already said that. You get the <laughs> incoming and outgoing messages and all that. Yes, you I'm do my own customer like, service. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And that's a hard job. 
I'm my editor. Yes. I am my social media presence. Yes. Uh, like, these are all things that in huge companies are delegated. They have certain people to do, and you're doing it all. Yes. That's a big thing. I know. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you. You're well- I'm not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want you to be. I... Here's something. Here's a shame thing. That's okay. a um, who do you think you are, and okay. it's not good enough thing. I last March April um, decided that I was going to come out with a course because I can't tell you how many people. And this is not me trying to toot my own fucking horn. I swear to God, this you feels are like allowed it, but to like, toot it. I know <laughs> you are. Don't tell me to toot. I want you to toot it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a lot of people. Asking me for mentorships, mm-hmm. asking me if they can come along and second shoot with me, <laughs> asking me for like um, shooting and editing tips. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to come out with a course. Mm-hmm. We're in quarantine. I am going to create a resource mm-hmm. for people because I think in this day and age, everyone has access to a high quality camera. Yeah. They should know how to use it. Yes. Because if they don't, that's why spend the money? A, right. There's no And that's part no of the point. problem. Right. You could be amazing, but you're not using the equipment correctly. Right. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to come out with this course. Mm-hmm. And I spent hours writing out what I wanted to talk about. I wrote a script for every single piece of it. There's like six subsets within it that all have their own situations the words that <laughs> i i normally use for these are not coming to my head but anyway it's fine trust me i'm a professional <laughs> so i came up with all of these and i came up with my what's the word dialogue i came up with dialogue for all of them to explain everything clearly and then i came up with visuals and i knew okay i'm going to use a video example here i'm going to use photo example here Ooh. this is the exact photo example i'm going to use and modules. Oh my God, that's the word. There we go. So there's modules within all of these things. Yes. Anyway, um, I haven't done a damn thing with it. <laughs> I It's literally 15 feet from us on the other <laughs> side of that wall. And I have not sat down and recorded because who's going to, who wants to buy this? But, who wants to use this? Buy better. I know. I know. And people I've had people being like, when's your, <laughs> when's your course coming out? Yep. And I'm like, as soon as I get some balls. As soon as my imposter syndrome goes away and I realize that I'm worth doing it. Yes. Yes. Honestly. Truly. Yeah. I know. I'm going to be your therapist. You better. Give me 10 years. 10? I don't know. That's a lot I have of shit that needs dealt with now. Okay. Well, I can do it for you, but it's just going to be what my therapist says okay. to me. So we might need to have the same problems. <laughs> I don't know I anything outside li- of my school. Let's make a Venn diagram and see where we oh, overlap. I bet there's a lot. I bet there's a lot. <laughs> um, we talked about what's that called? Societal norms? Yeah. Okay. So she, Brene Brown, talked about societal norms in her video. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how, do you hear this? This is called it's research. Paper. <laughs> it's called pen and paper research, people. <laughs> So she said that women, the societal norms that women are supposed to, at least in our country, are supposed to um, utilize. And I kind of like uh, 
abbreviated it, Hold is on, focusing on their physical appearance. Oh, I'm getting into fight mode already because he's pissed and me off. And a modest and poised demeanor. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. How modest and poised of you? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I am neither modest nor poised. <laughs> yeah. So suck it. Yeah. Society. Mm-hmm. That fucking makes me so angry at our ancestors for just, like, letting women be put into that, like, because it's taking so long to break out of that. And I want to be like, hey, man, fucking come on. (laughs) I'll tell you how they, how she mentioned that physical appearance is a big thing. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, I, I watched a video yesterday. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. When I edit, I just turn on YouTube and I don't care who it is. I just like hearing voices. Yes. It makes you feel like you're not alone. Right. I get it. So I found this channel. It's called Nikki and Gabby. (laughs) These (laughs) twins who are total opposites. Oh, love that. And again, it's it's like a I'm almost embarrassed that I enjoy watching them because Mm -hmm. it feels like I'm 30 and I shouldn't be watching them. Also, I'm not 30, but like I'm I'm basically 30. I'm we're rounding al- the corner. To we're 30. allowed to say that. We're yeah. like within six months of it. We're allowed. Nuh-uh. Okay, seven months. <laughs> so you bite your freaking tongue. <laughs> we're not. I keep thinking we're in December. Sorry. I know. I time is whatever. Not real. Um <laughs> not existent. So the one twin, they're identical. Like okay. growing up, you could not tell the difference between them. I just learned about them yesterday. I know everything there is to know. <laughs> So they were identical. Okay. And then they started. Did you ever see like how one twin was like super goth and alternative and the other one was super preppy and girly? Yes. Okay. That's them. Love it. So when they grew up. It's fascinating to me when two people can have the same DNA but be so different. Yes. I love that. So the one decided to interview the other because the other had done a lot of work on her face. Oh! She got lip filler. She got veneers. Porcelain teeth. Love that. Want that. And a nose job. And so the one twin's interviewing her like, hey, I want to understand why you wanted to change my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why you did these things. Because I have your face. (laughs) It starts from the inside. Yeah. I want to understand because she had talked to other people she, about their like eating disorders sure. and like their online persona and, and how people viewed them. And she's like, I want to talk to you because people look at you and they know that your face changed and they want to know like <laughs> people what look at me and they know that your face <laughs> changed. <laughs> well, she literally was like, so why did you want to do this? And she's like, I hated my face. And she's like, we have the same thing. <laughs> only thing that I can't like that's so rude yes do you look at your sister every time now and be like I fucking hate the way but you she look didn't but she, she didn't d- <gasps> that's it's only what's herself so- yes Ooh, that is fascinating I know so she got lip filler Ooh. was her first so thing. that's like uh bo- what is it called body dysphoria or something? dysmorphia dysmorphia that's yeah, it. yeah yeah so she got lip filler first because she she believed that they grew up, her mom was like a beauty queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so fucking funny because the one twin was like runner up, but that's fine. And I'm like, oh damn, change your mom for sure. <laughs> but she got, she's like, mom was so beautiful and I wanted to be like mom, but we have dad's face. 
and I wanted a feminine face. I get that. And we <laughs> grew up, hello. Yeah, we are hello. both our dad's faces. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and they're like, oh, you're Kelly's daughter, Same. aren't you? You look just like him. Hey, and I'm you're like, that's, Heron. And I yep. was like, I know, I have his face and his mustache. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Leave me be. Was it my beak that gave it away? <laughs> was it my teeth? <laughs> so, we have attractive fathers. That's why. As They're men. Just, as and men. See, and that's what she said. She goes, Dad's a great looking guy as, as a, a guy. guy. But then as a woman, you feel like you have very manly features. Yes. And it's a societal norm to not yes. have those. I know. Yes. So I'm like, yes, girl, I get it. And I'm staring at her face and I'm like, could I get a nose? <laughs> right? Could I do a filler? I'm but honestly I, terrified. That and it'll I don't go bad. think that you would look. The, the, right like I just I wouldn't like, look the same that's the point yeah but but I that's what I mean I just feel like it fits your face but what does that say <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep you kind of weird looking I don't think you are weird okay looking. Mitch you know Mitch yeah he he was Marco polling me one time and he was like you have like a high fashion thing and that's I was a- like do I, I agree <laughs> I agree. I I don't know what you mean by Thank that you, because Mitch. I've seen some high fashion things and I'm like, huh. I feel like they're exaggerated features, but that's good. That, that's good. You just called me it's a not. caricature. You called yourself that. I never said exaggerated. I called you high fashion. How dare you? So I was listening to my Divas playlist today. Okay. Your deepest? divas oh i thought you said deepest i was like what is if that my about? voice sounds like it's been through it today it's because i performed a concert a oh. <laughs> oh divas <laughs> yes now i understand so a lot of celine a lot of um whitney whitney alanis morissette queens kelly clarkson queens um beyonce demi yes yes so pretty hurts by beyonce came on yes i cried <laughs> I did. I love I, that. I had a legitimate moment because there's words in there that she, or the lyrics are like, are you happy with yourself? No. And it says something about like <laughs> looking in the mirror when you look back at your, are you happy with yourself? And no. I was like, no, no, no. And now I feel ashamed that I'm not. Uh-huh. And like, it was such a weird. Oh, because Beyonce is telling you she's perfect. <laughs> no, it was just because I, I want. I looked at that girl on that video and thought, you're beautiful. Yeah. Why did you need to do that? That's how I'm feeling looking at you. Thank you. but that's And that's why I felt sad for me. I know. I feel sad I for you, too. I feel sad for me <laughs> because me don't like me face. <laughs> well, me and this like is not me. an invitation for anyone to message me and be like, you're beautiful. Because, like, stop, stop it. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, you can say it all you want, but if I don't believe it, it doesn't matter. No. And that's the hardest thing because it I've is. had conversations like that with people where I'm like, listen, I think you're a dime. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not going to waste my breath because I know you're not listening. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing me. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to hear mm-hmm. me. And I'm not ready to hear you people. <laughs> also, what we're talking about, societal norms, I feel like it's also harder because we're not done up every single day. Because yeah. I know you feel it when you yes. get done up. Because there are certain times that I get done up. Corey, sometimes, <laughs> the one time I got done up for that wedding that we talked about, yeah. you were like, damn, you look good. I came down and Corey's like, you are clomping in those heels. <laughs> I was like, 
because I look fucking great. <laughs> I want everyone to look this way, so I am being as loud as possible. I'm being very obnoxious about my walk. I was hidden in my house. Like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> oh, everybody in this house to fucking look at me. What I really wanted was for him to be like, wow, you look good. And instead he was just like, you're clomping in those heels. And I was like, it's because I look good, <laughs> you fucking asshole. Clomp, clomp, I'm a babe. <laughs> but sometimes I do myself up and I'm like, whoa. Okay. You remember you what you're capable good. of. Yeah. But that sucks because I don't <laughs> normally look like that. And I wish I felt like that when I looked like this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Because it sucks. Unconditional. But that's a society. <gasps> we put conditions on, <gasps> on it. our love. For ourselves? Yeah. I just wanted to shake the mic because I'm having such a revelation. <laughs> you're like choking the mic. <laughs> Oh no! But honestly, that's a society thing because I feel like ingrained in our own minds mm-hmm. because of fucking patriarchy. Yeah, we are told that we are not beautiful the way that we are right now. But is it realistic for us to expect society to change in order for no, us to feel better? No, no. So society how do we do that? Change, Brene. I, yeah, can you help us, girl? Can we collab? <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine? I would shit myself. She is a therapist. I know. I, I wanted to reach out and be like, "Help me." <laughs> I want to be. Brene. I want to be you. Oh. Um, and I want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> so she also said that shame is organized. Um, oh, I guess I should say the um, norms for men because there are guys who yeah. listen. Um, that they are supposed to show emotional control, mm-hmm. be focused on work, and be violent. That which is it's is true. That wild, it, but it's true because I, I'm not even gonna say for men. It that is for boys too. Mm-hmm. When my son doesn't like playing rough, adult men who try to play rough with him like get pissed. Yeah, they're like, well, "What's wrong with him, Sierra? He doesn't like playing rough. Um, he doesn't like it. I yeah. don't know." What to tell you? Like, there's who likes playing rough? No, you weirdo. (laughs) Stop trying to play rough with my eight year old. It's weird. He doesn't want to get thrown in the air and punched in the stomach until he cries. That's not fun for him. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. And I'm not going to tell him that he's supposed to be having fun. And if he's not, then he's a little bitch. Exactly. Because he's not. That's there. There is no reason. You wouldn't expect that of me when I was young. Right. You would know that little girls didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So why you're expecting that of my son is weird. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. It's the the one of the hardest things I've had to experience as a boy's as a boy mom, because my son is very sensitive he is not a typical typical i'm putting in quotes right boy because he's very sensitive he's very nurturing he's very caring loving um i don't want to say girly because self-aware i feel but like yeah he, he is has, he's set boundaries for himself he's, and he's very self-aware mm-hmm. and he has a lot of boundaries and he knows he he communicates them really well he too he's like i don't like that and i don't want you to do that right and i think that's important and yes. it's i think you've done a good job of teaching him how to advocate for himself because mm-hmm. as parents that's i think a huge part of our job yes. is to advocate for our children until they can advocate for themselves yes. and then encouraging them to use their voice yes. to do that and so that, what's frustrating is a grown man going over top yes. of me and being like no because you're a you're, sissy mm-hmm. because i'm a woman right and being like your mom doesn't know what's best for you i you're do sensitive. strange man <laughs> man teach man woman yeah. be quiet <laughs> and i'm like no no he knows what he likes. He doesn't like that. You telling him he should like that doesn't make him like it. So, right. 
And how about you just him stop bodily autonomy? That's exactly it. Well, then help him respect others' bodily autonomy. And sometimes they'll want to like put him up on their shoulders. He doesn't like heights. That's just that he doesn't right. like it. So when he's saying screaming, and then you're like, oh, you're being dramatic. Well, you didn't listen to him when he told you before you put him on your shoulders. They didn't right. like heights. So you thinking, well, I'm just trying to play. Play some fucking cards with them. <laughs> it's not hard. Right. Do it a different way. I don't know why, gorilla man, caveman, <laughs> you think that the only way to play with a young boy is to toss him around. Right. But, like, figure it out. Right. Do what you do with little girls, I guess. If that's or what. Don't. Or don't. <laughs> or just, yeah. Or don't touch people. How about that? Don't touch other people. <laughs> yes. It's that. It's truly that's that fucking easy. <laughs> don't touch people. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes um, when kids come up to me, because, like, Corey has nieces, and if Carrie and Courtney are listening, that's their moms. I yeah. love your children, but it's just, like, sometimes <laughs> I they'll, like, crawl onto me, and I'm like, should I be touching you? <laughs> just Do you? Like, you I just, like, put your hands really close <laughs> to your face. Like, you guys can hug me, but I feel weird if I hug you, because you're not my blood, <laughs> like, yeah. relatives, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to be hugging these kids. <laughs> Yeah. I love them, but yeah. it just feels you're like... You're just trying to be respectful, and you're like, I, I don't am. know. I don't want to smother you with my love, because I'm a very affectionate... Like, me and my son, I'm like, yeah. go over here, so I can <laughs> freaking cuddle you. <laughs> and if I do that to another little kid, I yeah. feel like it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not your mom. <laughs> I'm not going to smother you with my love. <laughs> yes. I can't give you a bath with my tongue, <laughs> like they do on The Lion King. <laughs> um... So she was also talking about how shame is organized by gender. Okay. And how women experience shame different than men. More so? Um, no, equally. Okay. And it's the same feeling, but from different things. Sure. So I think she's... You can obviously experience shame from a, a variety of different things, but like societal, I think she was talking about overlap. It, yeah. There's like a consistency between one and the other. So with women, she, uh, this is a quote, do it all, do it perfectly, and never let them see you sweat. Can I tell you something? Let's talk yeah. about something real quick. Because me and my mom have this discussion. When people are invited over to my house, mm -hmm. even though it is mine and Corey's house, yes. if it is not spotless, yes. I feel like and i know it's a negative reflection on you it's just me uh -huh. not him yep yep just me yep it is a negative reflection oh sierra can't keep a house mm -hmm. like this is the fucking 1950s yes and it is the most frustrating thing i've had to talk to my mom about i'm like mom i am losing my shit because he'll invite his friends over who yeah. i know know how he was in his house right when he lived with his parents how his room looked <laughs> right so they know that he's not like Super tidy, mm -hmm. but they'll come to my house and immediately I think that they think, oh, Sierra can't clean up after him or something. Yes. Like, it's so yes. weird. And they might not. They've never, ever said anything to yeah, me. Yeah, that's an in-your-head thing. It is completely 100% in my head that I think they're going to think I'm a bad partner because right. I'm not cleaning up after him or my son yes. constantly. Yes. It's crazy. And again, my house, if you ever come to it, is not filthy, but no. it gets cluttered because I'm hu I'm a human yes. and I'm not a robot going after and cleaning up after people who leave pop cans out or whatever. Right. So when people come over, especially unannounced, I'm like, oh, fuck, it doesn't look like a magazine. Here. Yes. <laughs> There's dust on my TV like yes. or whatever. It's insane that I feel that. Mine Corey has, has never felt that. Shane does I don't know if Shane feels. I don't think Shane feels that. We've talked I think about Shane, it. Shane notices 
what's going to bother me. Yes. But he, so he'll like anticipate it and then do something about it, but it's not because it bothers him. Yeah. It's because he knows it'll bother me. Yeah. But mine has gotten so bad that, okay, you know how on faucets for the sink mm-hmm. that you have like the regular faucet and then the sprayer? Yes. Well, mine is all in one. So yeah. you pull the faucet down and then you can hit a button and it turns into the sprayer. It's really nice. It doesn't always go back. Ah. So, like, there'll be times where it's just, like, cockeyed. (laughs) Yes. And it's not... And it's almost there. Yeah. It's almost there. (laughs) It's just not totally back in its place. Yeah. It sends me (laughs) into an absolute (laughs) panic. You're like, that's not perfect. Yes. And so I'm... Yes. Yeah. And I have this issue i didn't realize it was shame until she was talking about it mm-hmm. in this way i have an issue asking for help and yeah. it's because if i ask for help it's me admitting i don't do it out i can't do it all that i am incapable of doing everything that i think i'm supposed to be able to yes. do yes but if you asked me who is doing this i would say i don't fucking know yeah <laughs> i don't know yes I have no idea. I can't give you anyone who I am modeling myself after who I believe is doing these things effectively. Right. But I'm supposed to do them. Because I feel like as a society we are, but we all know women who are struggling with them. Every woman. Yes. So we all know that it's a struggle. But I wouldn't judge anyone else. Me neither. (laughs) When I go into people's houses and they're like, sorry, it's a mess. And it legitimately is. Like sometimes there's people that are like, sorry, it's a mess. And I'm like, I could eat off your fucking floors, you asshole. (laughs) But there's sometimes that people are like, sorry, it's a mess. And like they have kids there and it legitimately looks like a mess. And I'm like, dude, this is. It makes me right feel now. at home. Yeah, like this makes me feel at home because it's I feel almost like, like I think you're comfortable with me. Yeah, and it makes me feel like <clears throat> I'm not going to ruin something <laughs> by like sitting on it or like yeah. messing it up or putting. You know, remember you one know time weird? I was at your house and I was like put something on your thing and then immediately wiped it because it spilled you a little. You apologize for getting water on my <laughs> glass table, yeah. and I'm like, literally, this is what this is for. And I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> but that's because in my head, I'm like, oh, make a mess in somebody's perfect house. Like, what a horrible person. But my are. house is not. Well, okay. My house might have been like it was cleaned nice up then. Night. Yeah. But like. I've seen it at its worst. There you, are have times, ta- you have a toddler. Yes. <laughs> there are times when people like if. If people are viewing my house for the first time, it has to be immaculate. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, our bathroom door does not fit properly, so it like makes an absolute <laughs> just horrible noise when you open it and close it and it's it's a source of embarrassment for me. Yeah. Because I'm like it doesn't matter how nice the rest of my house looks because my fucking bathroom door <laughs> sticks and you know someone's going to have to use it if they're and over it for a while. And it makes just a yeah. like horrible and you got to pull it really hard. It, I don't just, ever close it all the way. But then neither. your son pops in on me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you doing okay? He's very forceful. He's like, bah! He's like, bubbles? <laughs> bubbles. I'm like, hold on, buddy. I'm in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Today I farted and he goes, poop. It's <laughs> like, no. Just a fart. This time. <laughs> you thought. Oh, I love toddlers. Oh. But whenever people are coming to my house for the first time, I have to have it clean. Yeah. And what's weird is anyone who's ever come over here for the first time, they Always sit at my table mm-hmm. and never sit anywhere else. I do that. I know. That's a thing. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I have multiple. I, I feel have like a couch, it's too... I have an ottoman. I have multiple chairs and you sit at the table. <laughs> I feel Those like chairs it's... aren't even comfortable. <laughs> it, 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 they're not. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's almost too informal to just like make a place for yourself on the couch. 
<laughs> That's what you're worried about? Sometimes I, I put myself in your rocker. You I don't do even love wear a bra here. And I you're don't. worried about the formality of sitting on my couch. <laughs> I can't help it. Or, I can't help it. It's ingrained inside of me. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. To be prim and proper all the time, even when I'm not wearing a bra in my cousin's house. <laughs> in my bathtub. It's weird. It's weird. Um. So for men, okay, it is not being able to show weakness like if they show weakness that's oh. a source of shame oh, one, um i i wrote toxic masculinity Hate because that. it is she didn't use those words but basically everything she was saying was encompassing that and um she was talking to a father of she had just signed books for the mom and the daughters and he noticed that she doesn't interview men for this and he's like hey i experienced it also yeah because they would rather see me die up on my white horse than fall off. Yeah. So, and he's like, it's, and it's not just men. It's, it's also the women. women. Yeah. yeah. So I, I never realized that. Like I, I love the fact and sorry, I don't think shame will feel anything about me talking about this, but I have never felt that Shane was less manly because he can be emotional with yeah. me ever. I don't think that's the thing that I mean. I love it when guys cry. It's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> it's my, it literally is my favorite thing in the world because <laughs> I love when a man cries. I, I love it because I feel like it's rare. It's like seeing yeah. a unicorn. <laughs> yes, but in Truly. I honestly feel like at that point that they're like burying their souls because it's such a. Now this is where it gets tricky because I feel like there have been certain men that know that and use that as a manipulation thing. Yes. They know that women that's where it's that's where it's bad all around because mm-hmm. then they know if I show you this small part of me that nobody's supposed to see, then you're going to be like, "Oh, he cried in front of me when I tried to leave him for punching me in the face." <laughs> and so now I have to feel really yeah. really bad because I can't not feel bad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but but I love when Men, especially when they get Corey, he never listens, so I'm allowed to say this. So don't, if anybody listens, don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> Nobody tell Corey. <laughs> then I'm going to tell the story. But he has watched LeBron James since he was young, mm. like since LeBron was an Akron. Yeah, like that has been his like idol. He loves. Yeah. He fucking loves sports. So when LeBron won recently. Um, he won the in Los Angeles. He won another championship. Yeah, with the Lakers. Even though so Corey like, with sports. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Even though he played the sport with the ball and he won, they gave him a ring. <laughs> He's the best. He's so good. Even though it wasn't with the Cavs, which is Corey's team, Corey was like, "It's not even about the team right now. It's about LeBron. That is my yes. fucking dude." Yes. So when they gave him the MVP award, Corey cried. <laughs> And I, I was should. like, and I came down and it wasn't like, uh, 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 yeah. you know, it was like just, just the silent tears. <laughs> yes. And I was like, are you fucking crying right now? <laughs> he was like, I'm just really happy for him. Yeah. Like, this is my idol and he's getting it again. And I just feel, and I was like, I love you so <laughs> much right now. <laughs> this is the most amazing thing. I love you more. Because it, it's like an empathy and that's such a vulnerable they're not supposed to show that right they're not supposed to again in quotes but like they're not supposed to show vulnerability and empathy which yeah. i think is the most attractive thing in a human being if yeah. you can show empathy right there he was feeling that happiness and that excitement for somebody that he's looked up to his whole life and yeah. i'm like 
I love that you were being vulnerable, but it pissed me off because he was trying to hide it from me. Yes. Like hardcore because did not, not want me to see to. it. Yeah. And I was like, let me fucking see. <laughs> let me get that. Let me get that here. <laughs> and I, he's like doing it and then I'm just watching him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff I like. Straight up staring at him. <laughs> He's like, are you crying? I'm like, do you have a lady boner? (laughs) I'm like, I'm crying because I'm so turned on. (laughs) Shane will be like, I think I'm due for a good cry. I really want like one of those like I can't breathe cries. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you videotape it? I'll watch it later (laughs) in slow motion. No, but for real, I think, guys, please. Hey, even if you don't want it to be around people, I get that it's a shame thing. But freaking experience emotion. You're supposed to. And it's (laughs) cathartic. It's nice when you can. I wonder if the guys who listen cry. Hey, if you're a guy who listens, send us a picture of you crying. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I I was going to say I'll get turned on. But then they're like, no. Don't send me a dick pic. Send me a picture of you crying. (laughs) Yes. Imagine that's the new sex thing. Dude, I bet it works. Send me you being emotionally vulnerable. Literally, send me you being emotionally vulnerable, not your penis. <laughs> Please don't. Don't, 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 don't. Um, you mentioned something. Okay. I guess we're over, but whatever. who cares? You People mentioned. Can shut it off if you want to. If not, let's keep going. You mentioned your um, abusive. Oh yeah, let's go into it. Um, well, I'm not gonna like oh. quiz you, but I I wrote down some things because I wanted to challenge myself to okay. talk about things that I felt actual shame about, and one of mine was my abusive relationship. Same. So That's I live in the same one. neighborhood mm-hmm. as him, and I went on a walk and saw him, mm-hmm. and. All of those like triggers came back and I still feel stupid because it's been 10 years. Yeah. But I still feel all of those things. But it's I don't because think it will go away. It's for a because while. well, one, I haven't been to therapy. But two, <laughs> I was made to feel crazy yep. for thinking that I was abused. Yeah. And yeah. when I was in that, I knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew what he was doing. With the habitual lying and the just chronic cheating Mm -hmm. and when it was physical and when it was scary and the threats, like, I knew those things were wrong, but I couldn't tell my family they were wrong because they told me that he was bad. Yes. So then it's like, the whole thing is... that's why people are like, Sierra, why did you hide it for as long? I'm hijacking yeah. yours, but it's, no, no, I'm no, going no. It's the same. piggybacking it's, onto yes. it. But um, why do you hide it for so long? And it's because you told me what was going to happen. People told me what was going to happen. And I defended the person yep. even afterwards. Yep. And you so don't then, know. It, yeah. And so then I would have to be extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be that vulnerable. I had to. The easiest thing to do. The easiest right thing to do was to deny 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 even to myself even when i knew it was yep. wrong listen to his lies he was 
he was telling me the whole truth. Drink the freaking Kool-Aid. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. it's so much easier. Then yeah. I don't have to admit everything I did wrong. Everything I knew I shouldn't have let continue. And I let continue because of the good that came with it. Right. The small little bits of adrenaline and things that I got along with it. So that that is probably one of the biggest things that I have guilt and shame yeah. over. It's it made huge. me feel stupid. I felt and I, so dumb, and I couldn't let people know that I felt dumb. That was and it I couldn't too. let people know that I felt small. And I was, and I feel like I was dumb because, in for me, before I'm just then, nodding my head like, yeah, you, stupid. you fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but like before that, I was like, I was the type of person that was like. If he hits you and you stay, you dumbass. Like, what is wrong with you? That was literally me. I hear people that say that now, and I'm like, but wait. You don't know. (laughs) Trauma bonding is real. But, like, there were things that... So when I said that, and I knew that I thought those women were stupid, when I continued to stay, even though I couldn't... I didn't understand why I stood. Why I stayed. But I knew I couldn't not stay. Yeah. Now I know that there was like a chemical reason yep. and like, you know, but, um, I felt stupid because I knew that the people that I thought were stupid who did that were just like right. me. You didn't want to be, you didn't want to lump yourself in a category of people that just you looked me. at as stupid. Yeah. And that was the same as me. Yeah. Like I felt I the told same you thing. when you I, were in it and yep. you told me when I was in it and we were and both that, like, and, uh, but I never told you you were dumb No, no, because no. I remember telling Sierra, I was like, listen, because there were times where you were messaging me and you're like, you dumb ass bitch. I swear <laughs> to God, I'll never see you again. And I, and I was like, I love you. Yeah. You can be angry at me. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. And you're That's like, very mad. fuck, you're not. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, this is, no, important. I don't, I don't blame you or well, judge you for anything you said to me at that time. This is important for all, um, abuse victims. I just posted something about this the other day, but when you are in an abusive anything, I'm yeah. talking like parents or anything, uh, you absorb some of that, uh, like you, your survival techniques become abusive as well. Yeah. So when oh. you get out of it, you have to unlearn. I was a fucking toxic piece of shit. Listen. Back to people. But what I had to do was he knew everything yeah. that was going on. So he, I was regurgitating his lines. And I was like, I was evil to you. I was evil to my mom. I was evil to my dad. Like, I was evil to people. I and will I never have- say that you're evil. Why? You can call yourself evil. <laughs> I'll never say that you're evil because yeah. you were a victim. Yeah. You were a victim in that situation. You were a victim of circumstance. And yes, yes, you had the option to leave, but I know how difficult it is to leave in that situation. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm never going, I, and I told you this, I would never ever look at you as anything but a victim in yeah. that situation. And so for whatever you said to me, however you needed, that was survival. It was. That was survival technique Because to you. me, I had to be on his side or else exactly. I didn't know what was going to happen. Because if he ever saw anything That's you said ex- to me where you agreed with yep. me because he did not like me, yep. then, it then was what would my happen life. to you? Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I would never, ever, ever judge you or think less of you for having to pull a survival technique yeah. in that moment. Yeah, but it's important to remember that those are, this is back to the shame thing. It's yeah. important to remember, because I just posted this, <laughs> but it was like you when you are unlearning the toxic um, or unlearning you know, after you get abused and you leave an abusive situation you have to unlearn those survival 
techniques and whatever. I mean, I had I was super I had a lot of toxic traits that I brought into me and Corey's relationship because of that. And he had to be like, hey, I'm not him. Yeah. You have to stop. Yeah. And I would be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> deny, deny. And then it, me, I just had to be like, hey, Sierra, if you want this to continue, you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> because he's telling you the truth right now. And you're trying to deflect and deny. And you're being the person that you just left. Right. So you have to stop right. doing that. But it's hard because... You just like absorb that. No, and uh, Shane and I did the same thing when we got together because Shane would Shane would pull these things that was like, um, okay, so another thing Brene talked about. <laughs> I really feel like I went to therapy with her and I'm just like letting you guys know what she told me. I love her so much. But one of the things um, she talked about was the difference between guilt and shame. Yeah. And which we talked about a little in the last one. So yes, if you want to go way listen. she said it was like <laughs> so much better, probably. <laughs> no, well, it was more condensed, but yeah, the yeah. way she worded it, Shane texted me and he goes, I'm crying in my cubicle. Oh, I love that. But when I and, <laughs> and I you're knew, like lady boner. <laughs> <laughs> but when I heard that he was crying in his cubicle, like Drake, <laughs> I knew exactly what he was talking about because when I heard that, I went, whoo. And then I started crying. Yes. So she said, guilt is I did something bad. Yes. Shame is I, I am, am bad. Yeah. And um, guilt is I'm sorry I made a mistake. Shame is I'm sorry I am a mistake. Yes. And Shane lives in the world of I am bad. I am a mistake. Same. And so anytime I say something to him like this bothers me or hey, I'm having these feelings. I'm triggered by something you did. His initial response usually was i'm horrible oh, sorry, i'm sorry i suck i suck yeah i'm i i'm am, a piece of shit yes and uh, that I was me was like yo not what i relax said. this isn't mm-hmm. about you we can't work through this if you're just gonna take that and that's yes. such an unhealthy way to <laughs> you're like it's me i'm unhealthy shane <laughs> i can say this because i am you <laughs> yeah that's how that was literally what i would do and i was like whoa this is toxic because he couldn't even get a word in and i would be like i guess i'm a fucking piece of shit then why don't you just leave me and he's yeah. like well first of all <laughs> relax because it's not even that deep like (laughs) i just said i didn't like that you left your bowl out or whatever i did that the other day though because like okay you know how you said that sometimes Sometimes it's fun to be dramatic (laughs) (laughs) i can't help i catch myself laughing (laughs) me too i'm like he (laughs) you remember last week when you said um that shame can come out as uh, anger yes Yes. as anger i caught myself in that yeah so um, my parents dropped so you're off like food. Embarrassed. You're yes, like, oh. my parents dropped off food for Thanksgiving, and um, I have a story about that. If we get to the thing that we talked about, we were going to talk about, but go on. Okay, so well, now we have to. Well, we can. <laughs> if not, it's fine. We'll go there. Everybody but, will forget in a little bit. <laughs> So my parents dropped off food, and while they were there, we talked politics. We'd love to talk politics. Yes, we're on the same page, um, and. Shane was getting ready to say something. He was talking about the voter turnout. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as he said voter turnout, I go, you know whose turnout really mattered was all the indigenous people in like Arizona and Nevada came out, really yeah. showed out, really put things over the top. Yes. And so I thought, and Shane did this thing where he like went, oh, and like lift, lift, like tossed his head back. And I thought like, oh yeah, I read his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I finished his sentence. We are in the same. 
he and I, one brain. And my parents left and he goes, you cut me off there. You cut me off three times. And I was getting ready to say something. And, and that was the last straw. I had had it. And I go, I thought you tossed your head back. And went, we were up because <laughs> you agreed with me like deeply. And he goes, no, that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I got angry because, because I was embarrassed. embarrassed. I felt guilty that I cut him off because I don't want him to feel like I don't value what he has to say or I don't think what he has to say is important or as important as what I have to say and I regret that my parents aren't there anymore for him to finish his sentence yes. because I want him to finish his sentence and so <laughs> I start <laughs> aggressively putting laundry away <laughs> and he comes in to help me and he's like it's okay I know you didn't mean it and you're I like, just wanted I you to, to make <laughs> he goes, I, I just wanted to make you aware so that the next time you know that it bothers me. me. And I go, it's fine. We're just having a hard time. Our relationship is in ruins. (laughs) We can't communicate anymore. And he's like, what the fuck? I was like, um, I think I really went dramatic. (laughs) I went off the fucking deep end. You know what? Let's just fucking break up. (laughs) That's because the kids in the living room, family meeting. Mom and dad don't know each other anymore. <laughs> Mom can't read dad's social cues. <laughs> I was I feel so stupid. No, but I, I get I aggressively it. reacted because I was embarrassed. Yes. And it, thank God we had that episode because I'm like, Jerry, you're being like this because you're embarrassed and you yes. feel guilty. Yes. Just tell him you feel guilty. <laughs> but you Stop can't. trying to break up with Because them. that's a vulnerability thing. And yes. in our whole lives, I feel like we have to put up defense, yes. defense, defense, defense yes. to vulnerability. You can't feel vulnerable because that's a weakness. You know you what can't she have said? A weakness. She said that vulnerability is the key to being a wholehearted person. So having courage, compassion, connection, and vulnerability is the key to being a wholehearted person. And I fucking cried when I watched that Mm -hmm. because I was thinking of this podcast and how I was like, I'm embarrassed because I put so much out there. And I think people tell me all the time, not to do my own horn, but beep, (laughs) beep. (laughs) Toot But recently, because like I said, I'm not going to lie that I was a toxic piece of shit (laughs) back when I was in survival mode but it's okay and i get why i was but i'm not i mean that's what it was but so recently people have been like sierra i'm so proud of you and the person you've become is so awesome and i am sometimes Corey tells me he's like hey you don't have to tell the world everything (laughs) i'm like i fucking want to (laughs) but for me it is that vulnerability feels like a weight is lifted off of my chest because if i tell the world everything then i feel like i'm not doing I, it feels like the total opposite of what i was doing which is don't oh tell gosh, anybody is anything that. there's something exactly what you said i have to find it oh, Keep please going. Oh, i found it okay. okay so she said that if you put shame in a petri dish mm-hmm. it will grow and multiply and yes. get worse in secrecy, silence, and judgment. Yes. And I feel like because That's we exactly get exactly what I was doing. Yes. If you get it off your chest and it says the antidote is empathy. Ah. And so when we have these conversations and we're able to be honest with each other and show each other empathy and then we have we show empathy, I guess, for our audience yeah. and when they show it back to us, yeah. it is vulnerability 
heals. Is the cure. Yes. It literally is the cure to shame. That's what I feel like. I don't have shame anymore. I'm getting rid of it because of how vulnerable I'm being and how maybe I'm saying too much, but I think it's the cure. I think it's healing me and I feel better because of it. She says vulnerability is the birthplace for innovation, creativity, and change. Oh, I love that. So, and I feel like that's a huge. It really is. It really. Well, we talked about <clears throat> with creativity because I, you have to be extremely vulnerable right. to get into it. I didn't realize that until I started to be creative. How vulnerable you have to get to like put that creativity out there. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. To it's, like give. It's like, okay. So here's the thing. This actually is a segue to the thing we were okay. you were hoping we probably wouldn't get to. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so another thing that I have always felt um, shame and embarrassment for is my miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And it's because I always felt like my body is designed to do this thing and it can't. Yeah. And it's so easy for other people to do it. Right. People do it on accident. Right. Um. And as a woman, mm-hmm. this is what your this is your job. You're modeled to do this, right? Yeah. Um, and so, whenever we had both of our losses, we had to do something about it. And mm-hmm. so, like, we wrote a song after our first loss. We were obsessed with finding out the gender so we could name the baby. Yes. We wanted to name the baby so badly, and because we didn't make it to the point where we could find out the gender, we wrote a song about. Will I know your name? Will you know who I am? Whenever I see you again, will we know each other? And we put that out there. We, like, shared it. Sorry. You can keep going. Um, We shared it with everyone because we felt like it's not fair for us to keep this. Other people might feel these things. And the response that we got from it was huge. And it was, like, a healing moment for us, but for other people as well, because we were brave enough to be vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. and being vulnerable is one of the bravest things you can do. Absolutely. And we did it the same when we lost Jonah, um, was we wrote another song and shared it with people. And then I wrote the book as well to do that because it was, you know, again, an opportunity to be vulnerable and share with people. And almost like... It's almost like I have this backpack full of bricks. Yeah. And when I create things like that and I share them and and I feel that way about the podcast, when we create the podcast, it's almost like I'm passing it out and it's like we have people to help us hold all of it. Yes. It's very nice. Yeah. Sorry. I got emotional there. Um, I am currently going through what she's talking about. That's why I got emotional and I feel... Like it's a lot. It's a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like it's very early, and I am miscarrying right now, right now, <laughs> as we speak. It's, it's a lot, you, you guys. <laughs> you're using humor. I'm coping with laughter, but um, it's what I wanted. The story I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. Shame and so we told people mm-hmm. because. Um, I had a healthy pregnancy with my son. So right. when I saw that on, when I peed on that stick, immediately I was like, oh my God, right. here it is. And I'm good. And because I was good the whole time, it'll be no big deal. And, and it was a digital one. So yeah. straight up so that, said the word. Per, like, and those are hard to turn. Like, you got to have strong, it yeah. has to be strong. It can't yeah. be like, uh, maybe it's like, right. 
No, straight up. That is it. Yeah. And they've told me, you know, you don't, those, there aren't false positives. So, like, if you are, you are. So, we told people. um, And we were at Thanksgiving. And I went to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and started bleeding pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much enough to know that, like, mm mm, this isn't good. And I was like, okay, I have to go home. First of all, immediately started feeling like panic, right? anxiety, but also shame because I'm like, my body is failing. Right. Um, and so I'm like, come on, Noah, we got to go. We got to go. And he's like, no, I want to stay. I want to play. And I was like, come on. Right. Started immediately being too mean. <laughs> and um, I feel, first of all, embarrassed that I did but I was embarrassed because all of these people there know and as I'm leaving they're still saying things about it right. you know people are still talking about it and I'm imba- I'm too embarrassed to tell them that it what's happening right so I'm just like bye I go out I I feel your only option is to break up with Corey and never see <laughs> any of those people ever again move across the country <laughs> change your name <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who you are. Truly, in that moment, that seems easier. It, because I was like, I don't want these people to ever talk to me. <laughs> yes. I don't. Be, before that, I used to say all the time, well, I don't understand. I would tell people early because even if I go through a miscarriage, I would want that support system. Right. And I didn't realize how hard it is to then have to tell those people, hey, Remember how excited you just were? Because <laughs> you feel like you, you're I responsible let him down. for letting them down. I yeah. let them down. Yep. That literally was exactly how I felt. It was, I let all of you down. It was hard for me. I couldn't even tell Corey. Mm-hmm. It was like almost impossible. He took it so much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be worse. But yeah. I was like, hey, man, guess what? <laughs> yeah. But I felt like I'm letting you down. This is your mm-hmm. first yeah. And like you were so excited, we were all so, everybody was so excited, and so I'm like, I had such a good time with my verse. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, sorry. I ruined yours. <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Yeah. I just felt I've never felt. I have felt it when I was in the abusive relationship. That was the level of shame and guilt that I felt an embarrassment. I just yeah. felt embarrassed, and people keep texting me, and they're like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yo." I am fucking good. <laughs> but I'm not. No. But I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to be. I yeah. know that. But right now, it's Having like, that conversation. It, I know that there's nothing that well, anybody can do. Yeah. There's nothing anyone can do. They and can't that's do the anything. hard part is that, like, you, can lo- you can't logic your way out of the emotion. Yeah. And that's. It's a lot of hormones. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, they everything I've read and I've talked to doctors and they're like, you will physically be fine. But emotionally, it's, it's probably going to take you a bit. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how early it is. Once you pee on that stick and see the result, you start planning a future. Whether you right. want. In your mind, you can be like, it's too early. But your body, you stop eating certain things. You stop drinking certain things. Right. You start preparing for Mm -hmm. someone else's life 
physically, so emotionally, you picture what they're going to look mentally, like. Yep. Yeah, you start doing it. You think about names, and yep. I mean, I literally was doing that already. I was watching shows, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that name. Like it was, yes, it was early, but at the same time, you can't not. Yeah, uh, I when, because if not, if you don't start thinking that way early, when do you start? Exactly. When are you able to? Right. And like I said, you have to do everything physically, so it has to be in your mind. Because right. you can't live the same life that you were living. Right. You can't eat freaking lunch, baby. <laughs> you can't. You, yeah. you have to change. You can't drink as many cups of coffee as you were drinking. Yeah. Like, things on that level has to change. So whether or not you want it to be in your mind, it has to. Right. And then you're having physical t- symptoms as well. So, like... Right. Why not be excited about it? Because that's the only good shit right. <laughs> that's in the first, you know? Yeah. So it's just, even though it was early, it was still like devastation of, it was a loss of a future that you were looking forward to and picturing. And now it's not there anymore. So that sucks. (laughs) Okay. Sorry to like talk about my song, but the lyrics in the song were in love with a memory that never had the chance to be realized. So it was like, I had imagine this life for this baby mm-hmm. and i miss i miss those moments that me, i made up in my fucking head. me too me too that's how i feel yes. and i literally keep thinking about moments that i keep remembering missing the moments that never are, occurred but never happened yes it won't happen yes. and i have a memory of me and this baby that never existed yep. of us in, on the the rug of my old house Teaching them to walk. Yes, that never happened. It never fucking happened. But now you miss that. Now yes. you have a. Now you. Miss I long it. for that moment. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel of of Noah with this new baby and just think. Yep. And I know how good of a brother he would have been. And it's just like yeah. It's just you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty. Yep. Even though I didn't do it, I did do it. But I you didn't. Didn't. You didn't. I didn't. But it feels like I did because could have been Corey. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Truly, could have been. I'm kidding. But it feels like because it's happening to me, and that's what he just keeps saying. He's like, "I'm so sorry, this is happening to you," and I'm like, "Yeah, fucking same." <laughs> because it's yeah. a lot. It's it's also just a f- really hard physical toll yes. on your yeah. body. And emotionally, your hormones are raging. So I don't think that that helps either. No, 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 no. But it's it's one of the most, um, it's one of the guiltiest feelings I've had. It's very mm. bizarre. It's very bizarre. Well, we're in a really cool club with we are. Chrissy Teigen and now the friggin' Duchess. Megan Mark. I didn't realize. Megan Markle. Megan Markle. <laughs> I didn't realize until I, I Do saw Do you think the- she wants my book? <laughs> You should give it to her just in case. <laughs> I didn't realize until I almost read the article and I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm not ready to read that yeah, yet. No, Let's see, there's so many things that we could talk about. But then there's, I feel embarrassed now when I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see people who are pregnant that I was like, oh, we're pregnant together. And now we're not anymore. And right. I'm like, I feel embarrassed. But they don't know. They do yes. know. But I feel like they, for some reason, are looking at me and they're like, oh, we can't be pregnant friends anymore. That was in my head. Yes. <laughs> that we were pregnant friends. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> but now I'm like, I can't even look at you. <laughs> you know. Because I failed you yeah. for, or whatever. It's but so you didn't. I you know didn't. I didn't. You did not. I, scientifically, I know. But um, I know. hormonally... <laughs> 
I am not That's there the yet. That's the most bullshit thing ever it is that sucks. you can have all of I'm this. I'm logical. Yes. But God bless these hormones. <laughs> they don't get it. They don't get it yet. Ugh. Well, I'm like glancing over this and I think that. <laughs> we never got to the article. <laughs> We never go. We're never gonna get. Here's the thing, guys. Um, I'm just gonna give you the uh, the name of the article. <laughs> just Google how to help kids deal with embarrassment. <laughs> it's from childmind.org. I bet we kind of helped. Oh yeah. I mean, we basically, see. all you have to do is like <laughs> the whole thing of it is that you can't protect your kids from embarrassment, but you can help them build resilience and confidence. So all yeah. you have to do is like. Don't freak out when your kid tells you something and just like it, show them how you are helping. Hopefully you guys just listen to friggin' Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then teach that to your kids. <laughs> just let Brene Brown talk to your kids. For real. Because she should oh assign them a daily podcast. <laughs> maybe weekly. Yeah. And then they can write an essay or something. I don't know. What do kids do? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Love you. Love you. Okay. And we love you guys. We love you so much. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being with us, Journal. <laughs> yeah. For real. Thanks for letting us be super fucking vulnerable. Yeah. And not making us feel weird about it. But like I do feel weird about it. Yeah. But like And if you do, keep it to your fucking selves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't let us know. Yeah. All of you who do reach out to us and thank us and like share your stuff That's with us. That's amazing because oh. you're what keeps us going. Trust me, we probably would have quit so long ago. <laughs> oh my God. For sure. Yeah. So okay. We'll uh and also, I don't know what we're going to be back with next week. I don't want to put pressure on it. Something that I feel weird about is after we have too many serious in a row, I feel obligated to do a funny one because I'm like, Jerry, give them what they want. You, you got to get the audience back. <laughs> yeah. Hit them with the laughs. Yeah. Hit them with the ha-ha funnies. You know? Yeah. You don't want to get them in the sad sack for too long. <laughs> So, but I'm not going to make any promises. <laughs> we might be in the sack for a while. We're feeling very vulnerable, so. Okay. We'll be we'll be back next week with something maybe happy, but also maybe Probably not. not. <laughs> okay. All we're right. out. Goodbye. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. 
connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 